What's the best site in India? The Taj Mahal, the Golden Temple? For Rintwa, it's his market stall. Some years ago, he lost his sight and then his job. I'm Lisa from Specsavers and we help the Hope Foundation provide eye care in Kolkata. Rintwa was found to have cataracts. The charity performed surgery, which gave him his vision back. He regained confidence and returned to work. Find out how we're changing people's lives for the better at specsavers.ie. Hello, I'm Connor Faulkner and this is Driving Life. Welcome to episode 31, where we meet the new CEO of Leinster Rugby, Shane Nolan. But before we do, I'd like to say a moment to say a big thank you to our sponsors, to Specsavers, to Doro Mobile Phones, and to Expressway Buses. Three great companies in three very different areas. They're very good to support us, so thank you very much. Don't forget to check out earlier episodes and other chats. It's all there on seniortimes.ie or wherever you get your podcasts. So now let's go and meet Shane Nolan. Uh, Shane Nolan, hello, how are you? Hello, Connor. Good to catch up with you. Good to catch up with you. Yeah. Uh, in your new kingdom, um, we're in Leicester Rugby HQ. You are? Yeah, you, you're sitting relaxed in the chair. Have you snuggled in? Uh, pretty much. Probably six weeks in now, so I know my way around the building and um, uh, yeah, settling in great. Still tons to learn and like any new job, you know, the first few months are just observing and learning and getting yeah. used to the people and the flow of things and uh, but it's been a pretty hectic six weeks but it's been a great ride so far so yeah um, pretty it's a very high profile job um so you know the, the, the eyes of Leinster will be upon you at least a little bit yeah I have noticed that a bit whenever I put something on LinkedIn or something like that there's quite a yeah. major interest in like equally I'm a big Leinster fan so um, oh yeah whenever I heard Mick Dawson speak I was really interested or, uh, because it's uh you know, it's a we've a massively loyal fan base, which is mm-hmm. fantastic, and so it's I say it's 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 high profile, but it's um, but it's also fantastic as well. So. Yeah, great gig to get uh, for mm-hmm. a man like you because you are a rugby guy. You yeah. you um, you're from me, I think, but rugby background. You went to school in Castlenock. That's right? right. Yeah. So yeah, from Navin, Meath, and then I uh, went to school and second school in Castlenock in Dublin. That's where I was introduced to the game of uh, rugby, and yeah. Uh, yeah, it's been a lifelong passion ever since be that playing or um, and you did play games yeah but decent play. I think it was decent until you walk into a building like this and yeah, you yeah. kind of can't really yeah. compete with the guys here but uh, yeah no I played uh, senior cup team in, in, in Casnock then I went to play in college in Galway and yeah. um, so I captained that team and that was uh uh, that was the start of the All Ireland League, and so the team were. You didn't actually play for Connacht, would you? I played under twenty for Connacht. I had a couple of games because you were in university. Because Galway. I was in university, Galway. That was my club. So and that was uh, so I got a couple of games in the under twenties. And uh, um, what position were you? I started as a prop, but as you can see, I You're probably sure. don't have the build for a prop. So that goes <laughs> quickly. Uh, I was fast and speedy, and you get away with it at uh, an underage. But as as you get into more senior level, so so I moved to the back row. I was number seven, oh. and. Um, yeah, that was my, my best position. So Very good. that's where I got my, my couple of games for Connacht. Um, but sadly, that's the end of that was the end of my representative yeah, honours. Yeah, yeah. So you did very different things. You you, you come to Leinster from a business background. Yeah. And interestingly, you were in Google for how long were you in? Um, was, yeah, eleven years 11 in Google. Years. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I, I just 
feel your LinkedIn. You, yeah. you were EMEA, new, new business sales for Google. That's right. Yeah, I, mean, I did three different roles in Google. So I was always based here in Dublin, but I, I had three different roles. Uh, so the last of those roles was, yeah, I was kind of looking after uh, our, our new business commercial team across yeah, EMEA, so in Middle East, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Europe, Middle East and, and Africa. What was Google like? I mean, at the time you were in there, there was almost a mystique about the place, wasn't it? It was yeah. a unique sort of culture in there. What was it like? Yeah, it's quite... It, it was very different to any other corporate role I've had before, uh, yeah. but in a very positive way. I mean, it's um, it's an amazing company. It's, mm. it's uh, like obviously incredibly successful, but it's um, and everybody hears about that. But it's more the culture, uh, which is really special. Yeah. Like Google, it's it's hard to get into Google, so there's a pretty mm. onerous hiring process you've got to go through. And if you're lucky enough to get through the other side, and you're getting to work with really, really fantastic yeah. people, and it's mostly I would say the the attitude and the ambition of those people, it's all can do, let's move and fast. There's sort of stereotypes about it true that 10% of your time is devoted to, you know, personal projects that are yeah, that, peripheral that, to your work. That's a bit of a legacy of yeah. the old days. 20% actually, you used to have this thing called 20% time where right. if you were an engineer in the kind of early days of Google, you would spend 20% of your time on Stuff Something you were dreaming about, yeah, sure. yeah. So and, and, and that spun out. And that's like Google maps. Exactly. All, all of the products come yeah. from like um, spare projects in people's spare time or conversations yeah. in the canteen or whatever. So, uh, and there's still a lot of that still happens. That kind of yeah. collaboration, that informal kind of um, get together, is still a big part of Google. That's why you'll see yeah. like Google invests a lot in things like the restaurants and cafes and cafeterias. Yeah, I've been, I've been in the building. You know. In fact, it might even have been you that had me. I think I might have invited you there, yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So um, I'm hoping coffee and tea were decent for you. Oh, that fabulous, day. yeah, okay. fabulous. Yeah. Better than Leinster's. <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah, yeah, although I'm grateful for the coffee. Well, it's a cold day and yeah. the coffee's hot, so you're doing, you're doing okay. Uh, um, so, interesting place to be. And, mm. uh, and, and then did you just see the Leinster job and think, wow, I must do that? Or was, was Look, it I've always wanted, to, yeah, I've, I've always wanted to move into sport at some point in time I, and yeah. I'm a sports fanatic uh, every particular any type of sport play it coach it watch it you know and it always has been always will be kind of a a big a big part of my life so I always wanted to jump into sports but I never really knew mm. where and when and how I would do it so when uh, you know when this role became available like Mick my predecessor has been in the role for 21, 21 years. years yeah. so uh, these jobs don't come up too often and no. it just happened that the job became available at a time where I was thinking of kind of what was my next step within Google and yeah. um, so just kind of stars aligned a little bit and timing worked and yeah went for the job and here I am. And here you are. And it stars aligned in other ways too because tech sector's had a tough year since you left. You it's know? nothing to do with me leaving. As, can soon, I just... as, as <laughs> soon as you left the industry. Yeah, soon. yeah look, I think there's... Yeah, I think there's, the tech sector's done incredibly well during COVID. Yeah. Over those two years, yeah, I think yeah. about it, we all went online. We all kind of started shopping online and consuming... Uh, Entertainment and online stuff. All digital industry yeah. had a really, really Which strong. You forget, none of us had done a video call for me. There you go. Right. So yeah. Zoom calls and it just became a thing we do now. Whereas yeah. two years ago that wasn't the case. It was it was happening, but not anywhere near to the level it's happening now. So yeah. the the whole tech sector did incredibly well over the last two years. That was always going to end because you're always going yeah. to at some point, and it's kind of ended at the time where actually the the world has gone through a bit of a correction with Ukraine and everything. So it's, it's yeah. kind of kind of perfect storm a little bit there so some of it is just natural kind of lapping of unprecedented times that couldn't continue but some is also then timing with some 
you know, broader kind of political and economic kind of instability that's happening at the moment. So yeah, well, well you, you think the Googles of the world will be okay long term anyway? Ah, yeah, no, it's a very solid business. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, so Lenser, mm. a, a very solid project. And, you know, sometimes if you come in as a CEO to a a, a, a business. It can be brilliant if the last guy had done badly. If, you know, if there's low hanging fruit to be had, uh, um, if there's a turnaround project or a, a useful crisis, um, you kind of don't have that. You're taking the reins, and everybody's saying, "Don't break it." <laughs> <laughs> and they're right. That's the, that is objective number one. Do do not break it. And you know, Mick has been an incredible CEO for for Lancer. Like if you think, uh, I think we told you when you got your first season tickets, yeah. Lancer was in Donnybrook, right? That's, that's right. Um, and so if you think about where it is now compared to where it was then, I mean, Mick's been a, a fantastic leader for, mm-hmm. for, for, uh, for Leinster and has brought it very much to where it is now. So, so yeah, so coming in, I, I need to much make sure I don't, yeah. um, don't break it. But like the way I'm looking at it is probably less more around that. It's more, there's amazing foundations have been built. Yeah. Uh, rugby is still a very relatively early game and young game when it comes to professionals. Only 25 years is a professional sport. Mm-hmm. It's still... Um, nowhere near the likes of kind of the other sports like football, baseball, American yeah. football, whatever. So I'm seeing this as just a, a, an amazing opportunity to kick it on to the next level. So it's building on the foundations that make builds, but particularly then looking at, you know, obviously all the commercial side, all the rest yeah. of work, we really kind of supercharge Leinster to uh, to keep club. being at the front, but to move it on to the, to the next level. And club finances, are they solid? They're very solid. You know, it's, it's kind of interesting. Rugby's gone through a, a kind of an interesting time at the moment, you know, with the yeah. you saw what happened in English clubs. But, uh, you know, the numbers here are, are particularly solid. I mean, that's kudos to everything that's happened uh, yeah. pre my watch. But, you know, it's uh, numbers are pretty good. But, like, you know, do we take some debt out of the COVID situation? There was some government support. We had some government support, so that ends now. So yeah. we're kind of self-sufficient to some degree come next year. I mean, we still get grants from the IRFU, but largely speaking, Lenser is, is self-sufficient. Right. To, to, not totally, and that's not the model, but uh, um, look, we have a pretty strong financial position, but we need to, right? Because, you yeah. know, we're, um, we're going into uncharted economic territory and, and choppy waters possibly in the next yeah. couple of years. We want to grow and continue to invest in the team and in the game and have more people playing the game. So that all needs investment. So we need to yeah. continue to kind of... Um, um, be thoughtful with our financials, but overall we're starting from a very solid base. I think we've got a, a, a solid set of numbers. Yeah, very good, I, I, and that is undoubtedly true. I mean, and even on the pitch, so yeah. we're rolling along beautifully so yeah. far. Everything going according to plan. Please yeah. God. Yes. Uh, uh, so far, a um, couple of things. Where are we with the stadium project? Can you tell me? Because we've been talking about that for years. I, I know that the RDS has secured its uh, yeah. the lease is renewed for twenty five years. That's right. Yep. So where are we with stadium yeah. plans? Yeah, so I believe that conversation is, yeah, you're right, it's just 10 plus years, I think, since it's first been mooted. Yeah, so, yeah, so, so very two things there. The first is what you heard a few weeks ago. So we've we've agreed and signed up with RDS to be our home for the next 25 years. So yeah. that's fantastic. It gives us security and certainty that that's our home. It's been a brilliant home for us and it's yeah. going to continue to be for the next 25 years. So so, so that's good. Uh, and, then, and it really does work well, the existing stadium. Oh, look, it's brilliant. It's a fantastic location. Yeah. Um, our fans love it because easy access to it, public transport. It's it's a little bit quirky and that's people love it for that. Um, the players love it. It's kind of just the right size to... Yeah, um, yeah 18,000, 18,500 capacity. So. Expanding to 20 or 21 so, for a big European game. Yeah, we can put on extra seats on the, on the behind the goals. Yeah. Um, so it's a great site and then obviously we have the ability then to move to the Viva for the yeah. big big games as well so we're kind of fortunate like most um, teams wouldn't have that luxury so we have the ability yeah. to kind of have a really fit for purpose stadium when it comes to kind of capacity for our, most of our games and then yeah. when we need to burst into bigger capacity we have the Viva down the road as well yeah, it's, it's a great, great setup it's a great setup yeah
Sponsored by Expressway. With My Expressway, free travel pass holders can reserve their seats online at expressway.ie or at our ticket machines in stations. Think you're not smart enough to own a smartphone? Well, think again and think Doro. Doro phones are designed specially with the older person in mind. They're easy to use with louder sound and larger text. Plus numerous state-of-the-art features that don't compromise on performance or quality. To learn more about the full range of high-tech Doro phones, visit doro.ie. Doro phones. Make friends with innovation. So what next? So what next? Yeah, so we're, we're, we're busy working behind the scenes with the RDS uh, department and just putting the, the final touches to the whole redevelopment plans. Um, mm. So there's a ton of work going on in the background. As you imagine, we're, we're getting to a point where we're hopefully going to be announcing something in the early part of 2023. And that will be the kind of the vision of the stadium and what it looks like and all the timelines associated with it. So there's a, um, there's crazy hours being put into getting all the final details yeah, lined yeah. up and we're really excited about how it's shaping up we and, and so um, we want to be going out jointly with the RDS in, in the new year probably February sometime like that um, to, to, to and, tell uh, people exactly what, what the vision when, is when will we see the proposed design you know because we should be hopefully releasing some of that when we go to announce so it's uh, it'll show the kind of proposed design and obviously we need to kind of the RDS will be going into kind of um, getting tenders in and building and all the rest of it so the design is the vision and that might chop and change a little bit depending on what um, mm. there, there's a real with. character to what's there mm. um, and it will be it will be a shame to lose that for um, sure yeah yeah I know 100% look the good thing we've been in the RDS for quite some time yeah. and we're very 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 close partners so the RDS know what we want and we know what the RDS wants so and it's and not it, going to be some sort of flying saucer architectural thing plumped into the middle of the RDS no 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 you're not you're, no absolutely not so <laughs> think the RDS as it is now and all the character that we look for upgraded to bring a kind of next level fan experience when uh, when we move in there when it's all finished yeah very good very good so something uh, we'll hear something quarter one next yeah, year yeah hopefully we're aiming for quarter one next year and um, oh, we're really excited about that and I think our fans will be too okay very good uh, um, so that looks like the future and then in terms of the club's development um, Stuart Lancaster leaving yeah. so even just from the CEO's point of view yeah. is that role going to be directly replaced is that Leo's call your call or yeah well look firstly it's, it's um, Stuart's been with us for six years mm-hmm. and it'll be seven years by the time we finish this season so yeah. he's been a fantastic um Coach for for Leinster has been a, like a phenomenal kind of oh, signing. He's been, and, yeah, uh, he's been amazing. Yeah, he's been absolutely sensational. Absolutely, yeah. and Leo deserves all the credit in the world for, for yeah. bringing him in at, the, at that time. And I think it's been good for Stuart as well. So it's uh, you know at the, at that particular time. So I think that's been great. And like we wish um, Stuart all the best in yeah. Racing. It was quite strange that we were all over in Racing yeah. playing them last weekend, and uh, Stuart was in one dressing room and this time next year he'll be in the other yeah, dressing room. So. Well, I, I think we'll always say Leinster, we'll always be Stuart Lancaster fans. Yeah, no, I, I think so. Yeah. he'll always be a Leinster fan. I think yeah. so, yeah. No, he's, he's got a part of his heart is yeah. in this place as well. So, But we so, wish him very best and it's a great opportunity for him to be yeah. kind of see, uh, the but, number you know, one you're, coach. You're, you're, you're corporate CEO, so man overboard. Next. Yeah, no, yeah. well, it doesn't you, think about rugby, it's always the next game, it's always yeah. the next thing. So, so look, I'm, Leo and I are sitting down and working through that detail at the moment and the good thing about this is we have a bit of time, right? And because yeah. uh, Stuart with us at the end of the year and that's been great so we now you know what we don't want to do is just rush into a quick decision and kind of um secure the next kind of person that's available so we have a bit of time to kind of because leo's own contract is year to year to year as well yeah he's on year to year so 
so as you imagine me and Leo are chatting about that and kind of um, so we're, I'm, I'm pretty happy with where that conversation is going yeah. so um, so we're kind of focusing on getting that sorted which which I think will be uh, will be good news and then obviously taking our time to figure out yeah. you know just there's a couple of different structural options we can look at in terms of coaching setup, but it is Leo's call. I mean, I'm here yeah. to support Leo to make sure he's got all the kind of um, um, the resources and ammunition he needs to put the right coaching structure in place. But uh, I said the good thing is we don't have to go and panic here because we yeah. have several months to get this right, and we also have some brilliant coaches in the building at the moment. Mm-hmm. And you know, in the next six seven months, we'll see how those guys progress as well. So there's a couple of ways we can look at this, but. Uh, rest year we're all over it it's it's uh, priority number one at the moment very good very good and longer term then I, I want to have a little bit of a chat about um the development pipeline or the growth of the fan base mm. um, Leinster is is de facto the best academy in Europe maybe the best in the world um, it's spilling over into other provinces and seeding them um, but within Leinster yeah. it's kind of all coming from the schools isn't it and you know particularly that the handful of Terrific rugby schools, yeah. Um, but is it coming from elsewhere? Yeah, it's a good question. Okay, I think when I come into this, well, a couple of ways to answer this. When I come into this role, I kind of had the same perception to look. Oh, Leinster just benefits from the fact we've got a couple of schools here and that's producing great players. Well, the first thing I would say is that my first six weeks have shown me is that none of this happens by chance. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yes, there are some fantastic rugby playing schools uh, in in around where we're sitting now, but. Leinster invests in those. Like we invest a lot of time, attention, resources in coaching the coaches in all those schools. Yeah. Um, so it's not just happening by chance. This is a result of several years and decades of investment by Leinster in those systems, and mm-hmm. um, which is now the situation where it's producing conveyor belt fantastic players, which is brilliant. So, um, but it's not just coming from those schools. We have, like we are kind of um, seeing more and more paths emerge from our clubs, um, yeah. not just in Dublin but around the twelve counties. So we're really, really keen to. So it's great to the RDS when they do the minis at halftime. Minis at halftime. And the yeah. clubs are from all over Leinster. Exactly. Right. Yeah. No, I mean we're a provincial club, right? We, yeah. We're twelve counties. We're not just Dublin, and we're very keen to, to do that. And um, you know, we have yeah. your Sean O'Brien's and Sean uh, Ty Furlong, and, and yeah. you know, there's a a bunch of examples of people who are not just coming up through the kind of a traditional route if you like if you think if you call schools that so but we're really keen on investing or like we have you know there's 200 people in Leinster and of those 200 people there's what 45 senior players 20 academy players and then probably another 30 odd when it comes to coaches and yeah. strength and conditioning and nutritional so 90 odd people in that kind of uh, senior professional game I've 80 other people just focusing on growing the game domestically right. all clubs and schools around the province so it's that it's the same size the professional game is focused on yeah. growing our domestic pool and that's around um, men's game and women's game yeah. it's around I was going to comment for women's yeah, game yeah I'm happy to talk about that in a second but it's actually it's putting a ball in the hands of more and more boys and girls yeah. through our youth program through our minis program through schools through clubs but across the whole province. Um, so and you will see like James Lowe turn up in Clondalk and local rugby club. Yeah. Uh, big, massive crowd of kids. Yeah, he loves that. Look, I mean, in fairness, to, Leo's brought the team at the start of the summer, at the end of the summer this year, there was a 12-county tour, so went around yeah. to various places over the course of two days. And just two weeks ago, they were down in Tullow yeah. and, um, for an open training session. So we're going to do more and more of that, that connection with the... Yeah. Community, which we lost during COVID, you know, we none of that. Mm-hmm. The games were being played behind closed doors, and so now it's back to full houses again. We want to make sure we're connecting with the community, and again across the whole province, not yeah. just in not in Dublin. So that's a big focus of mine and of Leo's, and something we'll continue to do. But uh, a healthy player pool is yeah. fundamental, right? Because that then feeds the 
I want people enjoying the game and playing the game but then if they well, it grows the base it grows the base and then for those who want to kind of develop and go into more kind of serious level then we have all the pathways available to feed into our sub-academies into our academy and into the kind of senior teams it's, and the academy um, for the youngsters going in there it's very kind of Darwinian isn't it Jeez, it can be it can be brutal well look it's a professional game you know yeah. at the top end this is a profession it's like no different to any other job and it's um we have so many contracts and you know uh, it's a results driven business and we need to have the best available squad available to us every given year so and um, so and there's people naturally come to the end of their playing career and as they're moving on the next people are coming through the system and if you think like we have 45 senior players we have 20 players in our academy yeah. um, over the course of three years and there's a sub-academy below that as well. And there's various different pathways into all of those areas. So it's a, it's a very impressive push from the bottom. And a push from the bottom. So if you're in those kind of upper echelons of the academy and the uh, uh, senior team, if you're not performing or playing, there is a bunch of people waiting to take your place. So. Do you know, I, I, I'm probably going to have to accept that it's too late for me now with the, with the depth of competition that's out there. I uh, think I think you and me both got it. Yeah, there, there's there's roles for us all. There's roles for us all. Um, look, I, Irish rugby over the period, um, the professional period, if you like, uh, and Mick Dawson is uh, stepping down from then, sort of Philip Brown from the RFU. Um, and I think the RFU have objectively done a fantastic job uh, in contrast with the Welsh fortunes, if you like, yeah. but objectively done a fantastic job in yeah. the professional era. Um, but on a balanced scorecard, there's a couple of things that they have not done or didn't do right. They were late to the Sevens game. They kind of neglected that for a decade. Mm-hmm. Sevens guys are going great now. That's brilliant. Yeah. Um, and when it comes to the women's game, they were miles behind. Um, miles behind. Um, you know, we hosted a Women's World Cup here in Ireland. I think objectively we didn't do a great job with that. Mm. Uh, didn't get the support it needed. What is Leinster doing in this space, and um, what what happens next for the for the women's game? Yeah, well, well first thing I would say is like I, my vision is for Leinster to be the most successful rugby club in the world. So at the moment we're probably seen as one of the most successful rugby clubs in Europe and not the world. But I want it to be unequivocally the best rugby club in the world. Yeah. Who is that? Moment? Crusaders, maybe. You are. I mean, it's a bit of a Vox Populi conversation. Yeah, yeah. There's no, there's no real title as such. So hopefully, we're working towards a World Club competition mm-hmm. in a couple of years. So that'll, that too. Yeah, yeah, that'll be interesting. So that'll be kind of a, uh, we'll be able to happy to see that. But my broader point is, we don't become the most most successful rugby in the world without a brilliant women's game as well. Right, it has to yeah. happen. So I think uh, we're definitely, I'd say, the women's game is on a journey. You're right, Irish system has been behind on, on yeah. this one and we are all running as fast as we can to catch up so sure. it's not as if it can't be done because yeah. in the same period look what the GAA have achieved and mm-hmm. um, you're getting 40 45,000 people Absolutely. to the ladies final in yeah. park yeah. so it's clearly possible no, it is. you look at women's soccer in the Euros last year in the, yeah, state, yeah. In the UK full stadium 80 90,000 people at the final you know it's, it's fantastic so it absolutely is possible and I think it's um it's also necessary. We need to just catch up with this, right? So I think there's, um, I think what you saw last week, there was a women's and rugby report produced by the, the yes. RFU, and that's a really good sign that we're now getting a bit more coordinated and joined up in the thinking on this. And there's no point in us running charging head in Leinster and nobody else being, or 
Munster or Connacht or anybody running off on their own. We have to do this in a way that's going to sustain and grow the game uh, that's going to be here for, for the decades to come. So, uh, And we have to invest in that. So it's good to see the, the women's rugby report last week. I'm still digesting it. It's a long report, um, mm. but there's um, really good Are there actions for Leinster? There are actions coming out for there, yeah, for sure. I'm meeting with David Nusifor now next week to go through um, the details of all of that and, and, and Julian McDarby. So um, we're We've got a committed rugby team here. We have the Interpol series coming up as well, but more longer term, are we are we building necessary infrastructure in terms of you know down to basic things like changing rooms at all of our clubs, yeah. you know, and get that basics right. So we're investing in that. That's come. That's one of the first Just actions. The, the GAA does well. Exactly. You know, the FAI does not. You know, I have, I have three daughters. You know, um, they all play Gaelic. Yeah. Um, my eldest daughter is dying to play rugby, and I'm. It's kind of interesting for me that we haven't found the pathway in for, and you know, if yeah. things like if the changing rooms aren't available in a club for her to change, and that's not going to encourage her to, to play rugby. Yeah. So we need to get the basics right, and you know, we need to recognise where we are. Um, I'm I'm kind of more focused on we are where we are. Let's look forward as opposed to continue yeah. looking backwards. And so let's get the joined up thinking. Let's get the right investments right. Let's grow the game in a thoughtful way that's mm-hmm. going to kind of sustain and grow and and get it to where it needs to be. So so there's there's intent there's money there's effort all going into it um i have a super our, our lead coach for uh and sir tanya Wasser miller this week she's a, a super lady got a great group of players who are ready to take on the interpros in january but they really want to move fast and so i need to do everything i can to make sure we're giving them all the kind of um resources and uh, support to succeed but not just that it's the, it's the whole kind of game across again the whole yeah. schools and club infrastructure and everything to make sure it's fit for purpose and strategically that grows the base of Leinster's pyramid. Absolutely. Yeah. These people are season ticket holders, yeah. jersey buyers, Leinster fans. All of that, yeah. yeah. They're all everyone's brothers and sisters and mums and yeah. dads of players. And, you know, I want this to be a very, very inclusive club where no matter what shape, size or, or gender you are, if you want to play rugby, you can. And there's a clear path for you to get into the game. Yeah, um, fantastic. So Leinster on a good platform in a, an increasingly global rugby world yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, what are your thoughts on on that progression we have the South Africans joining the URC and yeah. Europe yes um, uh, you can hardly say you agreed with DuPont but we like what is your assessment on, on that move on the South Africans yeah. yeah look I think it's being a shot in the arm for the URC I think it's, it's for sure yeah, it's raised the standard of competition I mean it's, it's still early days so this year is the first year it's kind of the main four teams being in the URC but yeah. we've already seen this is the Sharks game in, in Dublin we had here. Yeah. Fantastic, like 13 tries, 54, 34, like really high quality game that was in the balance until the last 10 minutes. Yeah, it was yeah. absolutely um, fantastic to see. So they've I raised... More useful for us than thrashing the Dragons, in all honesty. Yeah, well, uh, yeah, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to hot water with my well, friends here, but uh, no, for sure. It's, like t- it's raised the standards. That's good for everybody. That's good for every team no matter what country you're from so that is you know let's not forget like they um, came in last year and they won the tournament finalists and semi-finalists and we, we, uh, we had no trophies last year which which so um, that's put a bit of a pebble in our shoe and we're trying very very keen to rectify that this year but I think it's it's good that's what we want it's kind of raise the bar for everybody and I think it's 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 um, it's really interesting it, it does kind of business challenge logistics challenge I mean you know when when yeah. the lads go down and play two games in South Africa you know in, in due course the travel receipts come onto your desk yeah, don't they and yeah. they go into the hoppers the rest of the business band so yeah. it, it, is it commercially um, is it paying the clubs this expansion 
Yeah, it's early days. Right? So it's, it's, again, we've only done one trip down there. This will be our second trip. Will be in April, so um, it's definitely additional expenses for for both sides. I think um, we're pushing to kind of um, to make sure our, our tournament organisers kind of continue their efforts to grow the broadcasting revenue and the sponsorship revenue that will contribute to covering those costs. So, um, we have voice there? Or do we? Oh, we do, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we meet the, I meet the URC every month. We, we've, uh, all the CEOs get together and we've, we've a meeting with the URC, so we absolutely have a voice and we kind of, uh, we speak to them, well, somebody every week I'll be talking to in URC. I mean, the good thing is they're just down the road in Sandyford here, right? So I meet them quite a bit and they're in London as well. So, um, so yeah, so they're very much, and imagine, they're very keen to hear what Leinster have to say as well because we're yeah. such a big club in the URC but uh, it's important that that um, to answer your question like it's, it's, it's definitely a new expense for us but I mean there, it is uh, holistically increasing the strength of the competition that yeah. increases then attendance of that matches that increases the attractiveness for sponsors so all boats rise and you've got a better competition so um, yeah. so I think it's kind of it would help we didn't change the format of the competition it feels like every yeah. uh, both competitions it feels like they're being tweaked yeah. with continuously I do agree I mean we URC I think we have a format now mm. that's agreed it's understood it's easy for players for clubs for fans to understand we just need to um, let that ride now for a few years and I think that's it's, it's a good format I think on the Heineken Government Heineken Champions Cup I think that's that's gone through a few iterations um, COVID, I'm, not, I'm not a fan of the current one I have to say yeah COVID didn't help that but anyway it, yeah I agree and there's a lot of we're having a lot of conversation with, EPC, with the EPCR the tournament organisers around um, the merits not of going back to the prior model that we all loved yeah. I mean the one thing people always, I liked the prior model so did I I did like it but if you do fixtures, we do and sometimes we do have short memories so if you remember there was you three teams in your pool you had a home and away match and often not always those last two or three two games were dead rubbers because yeah. the outcome was already done so and there was there was always an interesting match in the last weekend where somebody was fighting for that eight spot or nine spot or yeah, the yeah. home the home tie versus the way tie but there were tons of other matches that were actually meaningless. So um, so it wasn't perfect either. Right? People yeah. kind of think, let's go back to the other I, one. I think, but the new, I think the new format is still producing the, the odd meaningless match. You know, it, a, yeah. a, a yeah. team gets a five nil at home and just throws the away leg, sends the thirds. Yeah, I mean, there's a couple of... It's not perfect either. We, and yeah. I think we definitely like something... Personally, I, I prefer the, the prior model with its kind of flaws than the current model. I think that it's... For me, it's just... It's hard to explain the current format to your... Yeah, not to your, to your fan. If, 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 if an American asks you, yeah, well, what's the format of that exactly? Yeah, if you're still explaining it to sixty seconds later, you kind of yeah, you've yeah. lost that. So, mind you, the way the NFL does its calculations on who plays who is absolutely it is. Yeah, look, there's no there's no right answer here, right? Yeah. And I think that you know, if you look at the current format, it means you've got two teams in Europe against you. You've got like you only got four games to get it right. If you do, if you don't get a result in those four games, you're not you're not. Yeah. in it and if you do even qualify like having a home advantage for that last knockout games you can look at the stats and it's a huge advantage so actually yeah. there, you might kind of scrape your way into the tournament and you might get a, into the, the 16 spot but the chances are you're going to be against a tough away match and chances are against you so yeah. albeit the format's not great it does mean the four matches you do have there's absolutely skin in the game. Yeah, there'll be jeopardy. Yeah, there's jeopardy. Vital for sport. 100%. 100%. Yeah. So, it's, so it's not perfect. We're looking at it. The, there's no perfect model, but mm. I do think we'll, we'll hopefully see some improvements in that in the seasons to come. Right. Um, and then the, the, this format, whatever agreed format, will sit um, ultimately within, perceived will sit within a world league of some sort, or at least will have to 
tie into a, a yeah. perceived global calendar. Yeah. What are your thoughts on a on a global calendar? Yeah, look, I think we've to like it's interesting with the South Africans coming into the European leagues. I guess it's kind of interesting with uh, that's changing things up a little bit. I, I would love to see a world club competition in some way, shape, or form where you know if mm. Leinster were to win. The Heineken Cup, which I'm this year, and the Crusaders won this down there. That'd be a fun um, one off. That would be great. But like we're looking at that, and there's like a super cup, a super cup in effect. But like that is something that we are looking at in terms of um, how something like could work and kind of not. And if you wanted to make it work commercially, and I said to you, "Geez, that's a brilliant idea, Qatar. They have the stadiums there. Look, they're waving a check under your nose, Shane. What do you think? What's Leinster's view on?" that on Qatar not Qatar specifically yeah. I couldn't ask you that yeah, yeah. but in the broader sense about where where the sponsorship money underpinning all of this is going to come from we have CBC private yeah. equity yeah. involved in the international game now uh, owning a chunk of uh, the Six Nations yeah. so uh, we're going to have to have like other sports we're going to have to have the conversation about where the money comes from yeah yeah, look, I, I can comment upon where Lens, where our money comes from, and kind of, you know, we have a fairly rigorous process of where we um, assess potential sponsors and making sure there is a, a fit there on both sides and that it fits with our culture and our values and our vision yeah. of the club and that we stand over that and we have some amazing sponsors on that. Um, we have that in our competition formats as well. Um, now, it, it does get layers of complexity there when you think and yeah. um, oh, we could be talking about alcohol sponsorship or you know gambling you've got lots of things and there's, there's virtually nothing that you have no, and it's, it's kind of our company what with the climate issue there's virtually nothing, no sponsorship that well look you know my years working in Google I know this is a complex area because what's culturally acceptable to you and I in one particular country yeah. could be completely unacceptable in a different country so our thoughts and views on what is culturally acceptable may not be relevant or valid in another country and if we're talking about a global game we just we need to be careful not imposing too quickly that we have the right answer here and everybody else is wrong we're actually you know we could be in a minority so it's a complex area i think it's as we grow the game globally and look at things like international competitions and maybe a you know a world club cup or some kind of every four yearly tournament or something like that it sounds brilliant and it is brilliant. Yeah. It's very exciting. But then to your point, it has to be commercially viable. And then if we bring in international sponsors, that, that um, yeah. yeah, we have to be delicate and tricky in that one. And it's, uh, it's great to be having these global conversations, though, when we it use the yeah. Danny Rook and, and, you know, watch them play in front of four and a half, five thousand people. Yeah. Um, so amazing the journey we've been on. No, it's super, yeah. yeah. But we're still, as I say, too, we're still... Early rugby is still at the early stages of professionalism, like 95, yeah. 96 when it went. And I think, you know, if we look at we, it's nowhere near the size of any of the big sports in terms of yeah. finance. It'll, and and like, still has things to fix. Still have things to fix. Injury and, risk and, yeah, there, there's tons of things. We talk yeah. about sponsorship and flow of money. We talk about like competition formats and yeah. the women's game. Like There's lots of things there too. But I see that as an opportunity, right? It's just a fantastic opportunity for us to grow the game, to grow it in a meaningful, responsible way and that's sustainable. So uh, to go back to your first questions around inheriting and my predecessor and everything successful absolutely right but I just see opportunity to grow will be in, a, in a, an emphatic way over the next 5-10 years well I think you'll have a lot of people supporting you as yeah. you do so it's an act really shame are you still doing some stuff outside of rugby I, I mean you and I actually met because we were both on 
both on the board of a charity. Yeah, um, Plan International, yes. Plan International Ireland, mm. yeah, yeah. Um, uh, yeah, yeah I'm still involved with Plan, actually, as I know you are, so yeah. I, I still help organise the, the annual charity ball, which unfortunately has failed to get it off the ground. Nice. There's the COVID, like everything else, so we're hoping next early part of 2023 we'll have our yeah. first annual ball there in a number of years. Sure, we'll get Google to sponsor us. That'll work. There you go. Now you're talking. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, listen, I hope that happens, Shane, and, uh, and I hope I see you there. Thanks very much for your time and um, all the best, clearly, um, to you and to Leinster. Super, thank you. See you at the RDS. See you at the RDS. So that's Shane Nolan. I hope you enjoyed the chat. Let me know if you have any thoughts on it. Get in touch on connorfaulkland at gmail.com. Do remember that you can access the full Driving Life archive of previous episodes at seniortimes.ie. Thanks again to Doro Mobile Phones, to Specsavers and to Expressway Buses. And we're done. Drive safely, live happily and come back and see us again. Why have regular eye tests at Specsavers? Well, they can help reveal health issues like diabetes and high blood pressure. Book an appointment online today.